Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. So I was unpacking a box and I came across a book by Anne Baroque. It's called Healing Multiple Sclerosis. Um, and all of a sudden, I, I burst into tears. It was like this visceral reaction, I guess, to some unhealed trauma that I have around my mother's death. Because as you know, if you are a longtime listener, my mom had multiple sclerosis actually my entire life, um, and it got progressively worse over time. Um, The worst was when I was in late high school and then college. Um, By that time, she had completely stopped working. She used a cane to get around and eventually a motorized scooter to get around, and she was just in chronic pain. She was on copious amounts of drugs to help her deal with the pain. And in fact, most of the drugs that she was on would now be classified, or back then probably too, but I didn't know much about this back then. So we're coming from Ali's present day perspective. Um, The drugs that she was on would be classified as opioids. And it's like the more I'm looking into the opioid crisis, the more upset I get when I start to realize that one of the factors in my mother's death was these drugs. Um, The amount of drugs, of opioids that she was taking and completely addicted to, um, led to a cancer diagnosis. And so after about a year, maybe a year and a half of unsuccessful cancer treatment, radiation, chemotherapy, all the things, just destroying her body even more, (laughs) I watched her become a shell of her former self very quickly. And she passed away in hospice care. And I want to say, first of all, that I am so grateful for the dedicated nurses who took care of my mom in hospice. And I am grateful for anyone who works in end-of-life care because it is unbelievably hard. And they are angels for being in that industry. Um, But what I do not love or appreciate and I'm not grateful for is about the system that exists the way that it does. Because essentially, you could say that my mom was killed by a slow and controlled overdose of opioids before and after radiation and chemo and being on just a toxic cocktail of pharmaceutical drugs to treat her MS. And, you know, at the end, she was just on such a high dose of morphine that she was basically asleep 23 out of 24 hours a day until she passed away. And when I think back, because I didn't know better then, I know better now. Obviously, this is why I do Food Heals, because I want everyone to know the body can heal itself when given the tools that it needs to do so. Um, But I didn't know that what she had, what MS was, was an overgrowth of candida, toxicity, and nutritional deficiencies that could have been reversed by diet, nutrition, mind, body, spirit, medicine, alternative medicine, and giving the body the tools that it needed to heal itself. So yeah, when I came across that book, um, Healing Multiple Sclerosis by Anne Baroque, it just hit me that I'm still really unhealed around this. I'm really sad about this, and I just want 
to empower as many people as possible. That diseases such as MS, that chronic debilitating diseases, that autoimmune conditions can absolutely be healed and reversed naturally. You can get off the drugs, you can feel better, you can heal yourself. In fact, I had an amazing guest on the podcast in 2015, and that's what she did. She helped people heal and reverse MS. And that was, of course, the author of the book, (laughs) Anne Baroque. And so she had been told she was close to death. I'll let her tell the story. You're going to hear it soon. Um, Anne completely healed herself of multiple sclerosis and was symptom-free for over 20 years. She wrote three books and helped thousands of people before her untimely death in 2017. You heard me right. Less than two years after coming to my LA studio and doing an amazing interview with Susie and I, Anne passed away. And her death was suspicious. It was ruled a suicide, but many people in the natural healing community just didn't buy it. I'm not here to speculate, but you know, do your own research if you'd like to. You can start with Erin Elizabeth from Health Nut News and look into her research into the suspicious and untimely deaths of a lot of holistic health practitioners and nutritionists and doctors, but that's a whole other podcast. I am just here to honor the late, great Anne Baroque and carry on her legacy. So when I saw the book, you know, I think I was grieving for Anne's death as well as my mom's because she was such a bright and shining, vibrant member of the holistic health community. And she was helping thousands upon thousands of people heal themselves. And um, what she teaches, you know, was revolutionary at the time and teaches us that autoimmune conditions are a result of candida, aka yeast, overgrowth. And she takes us through the anti-candida healing protocol. So for all those details, you can still get her three books on Amazon. We'll talk about them throughout the show, The Candida Cure healing multiple sclerosis and the candida cure cookbook and healing ms is about a lot of things but most importantly changing your diet (laughs) we know this this is why we do food heals and i will say that her particular protocol is not all vegan so for those of you that are plant-based like me just know that you can do the anti-candida diet vegan (laughs) plant-based you can veganize the program just by making simple swaps so Wherever you are in your lifestyle or diet, you can heal. You can help your loved ones who are open to it. And send this episode with love if it helps. And you know, one thing that was pretty cool for me is when I first learned about Anne Baroque way back in the day, um, before she was even a guest, she used to guest on the Montel Williams show. So Montel Williams was a show, you may remember it, depending on your age, that ran for 18 seasons from 91 to 2008. And my mom, she watched it religiously. So it was always on um, because Montel himself was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and he took his viewers on a journey with him to discover how to heal. So back then he was having a lot of alternative medicine, doctors, nutritionists, and practitioners on his show because he wanted to learn and share how he was healing himself. So it was just an honor and a pleasure to get to have Anne in my studio. So this episode is dedicated to two amazing individuals who are no longer with us. That's Anne Baroque, of course, and my mother, Patricia Downey Bigger. And to any of your loved ones, 
who you want to send some love to today, whether they're still with us or passed on and they're suffering. Let's just all send them love. So please enjoy this classic episode of Food Heals with Amber Roque, co-hosted by my girl, Susie Hardy. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. After healing herself of MS, it was clear to Anne that her mission and passion was to educate others about how to heal. Anne became trained in several healing disciplines and has been in private practice for 17 years. Welcome, Anne. Welcome, Anne. Thank you for having me. This is such a pleasure. We're so glad to have you here. And, you know, I'm so excited to hear your story in your own words. I know a little bit about it. And thank you so much for bringing us your books. We're going to promote those like hell because (laughs) this is something I feel so passionately about is healing multiple sclerosis naturally because my mom suffered it for so long long and back then there was no cure and maybe there was but we didn't know about it right and um no one was telling us anything other than painkillers and you know there wasn't any options for us so i'm really excited for you to share your story and everything else that you're doing so thanks for being here oh my pleasure yeah okay so as a child it really began at that time i was a sugar addict i had probably more sugar than 10 teenagers put together and i was sick all the time colds flus sinus infections Mm -hmm. I had tubes in my ears, and I was on tons of antibiotics. And so by the time I hit a teenager, I had run out every tooth. I had about 15, 16 silver amalgam fillings. Yeah. And then I hit my first health crisis around 18, 19 that was more severe. I had, you know, Epstein-Barr, the mono kissing disease. <laughs> and you're like, all right, we'll just rest. But it didn't get better. And mm. then it was a matter of literally six months, eight different specialists, over 20 medications, and I was dying. Wow. How old were you? 1819. Oh my gosh. And so my mom was searching high and low to get me well and came across a medical intuitive and basically found out about candida, which is a yeast overgrowth. I think it's definitely an epidemic and we'll talk more about that. And literally one week later, Dr. William Crook was the second MD besides Orion Trust to popularize uh, the yeast and his book was called The Yeast Connection. That book fell in my lap. Don't ask me how. Mm-hmm. I took the questionnaire and I cried. It was every symptom I mm-hmm. had was on there. And I said, Mom, this is the same information I got from the intuitive. So I followed that protocol. It was an anti-candida diet of you know, sugar, gluten, dairy, alcohol, corn. And I took an antifungal drug at the time called Nilstead. It was a powder. And I did that for one year and I finally got normal. I got healthy. I was part of the planet again because I was so sick. I was disoriented, uh, everything depressed. And I was like, you know, I got my body back into balance, but I didn't know that if you have a yeast fungal overgrowth history, this can come back even more virulently if you don't keep yourself in check. Mm. So I went back to my ways. I'm, you know, type A, I'm stress monger. I'm pounding down the sugar again. And at 24, it knocked me flat. I was literally in a restaurant with a friend. And to you, it would look like a conscious epileptic attack. Mm. And I couldn't breathe, swallow, move. And I started to spasm uncontrollably. And it was really in a matter of two weeks, I sat across from the specialist and he said, hey, great news is you don't have cancer. Bad news is you have multiple sclerosis. We have chemotherapy and get ready for the wheelchair. And wow. I just, I was just plastered. I just sat back and my mother was with me and I'm an only child. And I paused for a minute. I only knew that I thought this was incurable. I didn't know anything about MS. Right. And I looked at my mother and I said, if I take this chemo, I'm going to die. I said, I still might die but I want to do it on my own terms. And it took a lot of courage for my mother, who had an only child, and in the 80s, to do that. And we walked out of that office, or I hobbled out of that office because I was so sick. I had 
those immune response attacks every day for probably the first eight months. I was so, I couldn't breathe right. I couldn't swallow right. I couldn't move right. It was terror. It wasn't even fear. It was terror in the body I was in. Well, it took a lot of courage for you to make that decision and, you know, to make that decision so quickly. Why were you so strong-willed? Why did you believe this so much? Was it intuition? What was it? I think I was so sick and I knew I was so fragile and I'd already been a guinea pig at 18 Mm -hmm. that I knew that there wasn't a gray area in this territory for me. I was either going to die or I wanted to put my belief in that the body could heal and I wanted it to be completely healed. I could not just live with this body that had these symptoms because I couldn't function. I had to stop work. I was laying on the floor or the couch all day long and make it to the bathroom. That was my life for the first six months. And what causes candida? What are, I mean, you mentioned sugar a number of times, but what really do you think the cause is? First of all, let's talk about what yeast is. It's a single-celled organism. It's ubiquitous. It lives in male, female, child, and stays balanced until you upset the environment. The majority is in the gastrointestinal tract, large intestine, and you want this 80-20 balance. Each of us want to have 20% of candida and some funky bacteria like E. coli. Is there a benefit to the 20% having Yes, there is. So then what happens is your main things that are going to upset this environment because 80% of your immune system lies in your GI tract, it's antibiotics, steroids, birth control pills, hormone replacement, chemo radiation, sugar, stress, alcohol. You only need one dose of antibiotics in your lifetime to upset that ratio. So let's take an example. For me, I had strep throat. I'm seven years old. I take a round of antibiotics. Yep. When you take it, it doesn't know how to distinguish between good and bad bacteria, so it kills both. And without enough good bacteria, the yeast can't stay in check, so it starts to multiply. People are like, oh, that was 50 years ago. I'm like, all right, whatever. I said, but what do you eat? Because everything that turns into sugar rapidly will feed that yeast through a lifetime. Right. And then people go, so what happens is you take the antibiotic that's a banquet for yeast, and then you have the overgrowth and yeast are a banquet for viruses. And then you go and have a second bacterial infection. So now you take another round of antibiotics for something and you start this vicious cycle. And over time, this single-celled organism will morph into a fungal root form. And then it will start to burrow out of the GI tract known as leaky gut. Ah, yes. And the reason we're having so much leaky gut today, more than just candida overgrowth, is because of the genetically modified food organisms and gluten. So when it pokes through the lining, the fungal toxins, which are called mycotoxins, then will disrupt and go wherever you're most vulnerable in the body. So not only does the gut get leaky, but the lungs, so people might have asthma, allergies, reoccurring pneumonia, and the blood-brain barrier gets leaky. So now we're talking anxiety, depression, mental illness. The way we treat mentally ill is insane. There's Mm -hmm. so much more we could be doing for that. MS, Parkinson's, go on and on, Alzheimer's. And the longer you don't address it, it will ravage every part of you. Because people really don't die with, that have AIDS. They don't die from the virus. It's fungus that's taken over the body. Mm. The thing is, if you know that you have candida and fungus, it's so treatable. It's so easy to turn it around, but we don't have enough education out there. We're all talking about the gut right now. We're focusing on bacteria. I'm waiting for everybody to pop and get that fungus and candida is at least 75% of what I see in every health condition, autoimmune and cancer as well. And you had said that uh, yeast overgrowth is benef- or helpful to viruses. Uh, how is that so? Is that because the good bacteria is no longer... It's not beneficial. What it does is it feeds, it, bre- it creates the environment for viruses to thrive. When you have fungal toxins that are taking over your immune system, it allows dormant viruses to thrive. 
So this is why someone that might have had chicken pox later when they're stressed out and have candida issues, now they have shingles. And this is why someone who might have been a carrier for herpes, they're like never had a problem, all of a sudden they're stressed out and the immune system's compromised. So what happens is, you know, when you have that system that's not balanced, you can go all types of ways. And when someone's really ravaged and they've gone, they have chronicity of this fungal overgrowth, what's going to happen at some point is it's either going to go into autoimmune disease or it's going to allow cancer viruses to flourish. So you can't have cancer without having fungus. And now people are so sick. I'm seeing people with three autoimmune diseases at one time. I'm seeing them with autoimmune and cancer. I mean, I have to stay on top of my game all the time. Yeah. So this candida and this fungus, correct me if I'm wrong, is creating the environment for autoimmune and things like cancer to not only survive but to thrive. Exactly. And the thing is that most cases start out mild. I mean, your mild candida symptoms are gas bloating. It could be that someone has reoccurring UTI, urinary tract infections. It could be just some depression, anxiety, eczema. I mean, people don't have to have gastrointestinal imbalances to be loaded with fungus. Right. Women go, oh, well, I don't get vaginal yeast infections. I'm like, well, the majority don't. It, it can express in so many ways because our bodies are unique. And so once you're polluted, and it's so easy to get out of balance. We've all enjoyed sugar. We've all had, you know, alcohol. We've all had antibiotics or something or hormone replacement therapy or possibly birth control pills. So, you know, men go, oh, that's not my issue. I said, do you have sinus infections? Do you have toenail fungus, jock itch? Do you have eczema? Those are very clear signs of fungal overgrowth. Yeah. So what are these? You said that candida is completely treatable and reversible. What are some of the things that people can do? Like no sugar, no alcohol, or a little bit? Like what is the protocol? Here's the deal. If you really want to put this to bed, you want to be swift in being at least 85% clean to an anti-candida diet because it's a two-pronged approach. I have lots of people go, no, I've done that, and it didn't work. I said, let me tell me how you did it. And what happens is you've got to do the anti-candida, which is no alcohol, sugars, dairy, gluten, corn, and fermented foods. We'll come back to that. You also need to take an antifungal remedy. It can be herbal or it could be pharmaceuticals such as nystatin. I like a little jumpstart dose with diflucan if we can get it from physicians. But if you don't do both and you don't do both long enough, you will never have success. So for someone who says, well, I'm just going to have sugar on Sundays, but Monday through Saturday, I'll keep it clean. Not going to work, particularly when you have 10, 15 years of history. Mm-hmm. So the key is I work from an angle and my, you know, my book is more not just about getting rid of yeast. I really have discovered in 18 years of practice at this point, what are the main things people walk in with right away? Their blood sugar is blown out. It's either hypo or hyper. Their adrenals are shot. Their blood and lymphatic systems congested. Their liver gallbladder is congested, so I need to you know, take care of that. And then we have infections because I'm not just working with candida. By doing that and the protocol that I use, I'm addressing viruses right. to put them to bed and get the bacteria and get rid of parasites. So you've got to do both. You've got to take that antifungal and you've got to do the anti-candida diet. And typically, the average client only needs 90 days. I only see people three visits, once a month. And for three months, they feel like they're brand new. I do one three-month follow-up to make sure they're doing okay and and expand their food list, and that's it. I only need longer if it's autoimmune or cancer or chronic condition. 
And let's talk about those. So when it is autoimmune, cancer, chronic condition, then what is the protocol? And what did you do? Because I guess we didn't finish your story of, okay, so you were diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and you decided, okay, I'm going to heal myself. I'm going to do it my way. So can you tell us about your journey and then how you help others do it as well? Yeah, I smoke crack. (laughs) (laughs) All day long, I just laid there and smoked crack. Food Heals Nation, you just heard crack. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... No, I mean, the basics of what I did is I got back on an anti-candida diet. I took Nystatin tablets because the powder I don't think was available or that was easier. I took minimal supplementation because I didn't know what I would know. I wasn't a naturopath then. So I did like, you know, B-complex and fish oil and evening primrose and vitamin C and E. I think that was about it. And I had 16 silver amalgam mercury fillings removed Mm -hmm. and that was when i had my near-death experience um i did all those fillings without any novocaine or anesthesia (gasps) oh my gosh because if you would put a needle in me i would have an immune response attack right Right. there in front of you wow i remember my dentist just sweating because he didn't want to hurt me and we did it in quadrants it took me over two months and it really wasn't it's funny my guides must have stepped in i don't remember any pain but I was violently sick after each extraction because the mercury vapors still leached through your body, yeah. even though I was protected, and I was so fragile. I did this three months into being diagnosed, so the timing was off, but I don't remember any pain. But that was part of the process. That's not the magic bullet. What people need to understand with chronic conditions, there is no magic herb. There is no magic food or pill. It's a lifestyle change to clean up the environment long enough so that your immune system and your body's innate intelligence, which I think the body is brilliant, science have not caught up to it, it will do its thing to heal. But that's where the tenacity and time comes in. So I did those and I worked on emotional mental layers. I mean, I had a tough upbringing and you know, I was a perfectionist. I find an autoimmune, it's all about perfectionism, low self-esteem and suppressed anger. Cancer is more about guilt. Can you say that again? Say it slowly. I find that, you know, when you're dealing with autoimmune disease, particularly MS, it's about perfectionism, which ties into low self-esteem, not feeling good enough, suppressed anger, always trying to take care of everybody else. You know, when it comes to cancer, I find that's more about guilt. And I certainly was that perfectionist. I was, you know, not feeling good enough, so I was overcompensating in every area of my life. And so, you know, I find at this stage of the game, most of chronic disease that I see has more of a psycho, spiritual, emotional core than it really does physiological. Usually the physical body is just the language to wake you up to a toxic relationship with yourself or with yeah. others. It's how it's expressed. It's how it's that psycho emotional stuff is expressed. It's got to get your attention somehow. Yeah. I mean, the soul's here to grow. So if you don't get it, it's going to get your attention somehow, some way. Yep. And I address that. That is so beautiful. You're mm-hmm. here to grow and it's got to get your attention. And that's, I've never, th- I believe that too, but I've never thought about it that way. And that makes so much sense. So, and kind of that's the beauty of my gifts of, of having really strong intuition that I'm able to tune into that with, with people that come in my office. And that's where I, I love that because I love to crack open the coconut, let's say, get them to their core on all level and then give them the tools because I'm not just interested in people getting healthy. I want them to thrive. I mean, I love when I hear someone later that they're doing what they're passionate about because whatever you're passionate about, you're contributing to the planet. I mean, that's so beautifully stated. And I feel like this information for some people is going to be information overload. I'm just picturing myself 
when I was, you know, 19 or 20 years old, my mom had multiple sclerosis and then was diagnosed with cancer. And if I had heard all of this, I would have needed to say, say wait, 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 slow down. <laughs> Let me process all of this and come up with a healing plan. And so I love everything we t- we're talking about right now. One thing I want to go back to, because I think this is really important, is the amalgam fillings. I had all mine removed because I have heard compelling evidence of the relationship between autoimmune conditions and the fillings. And my mother and father both had metal mouths, like completely redone mouths. I think that's just what they did back then. They completely redid everyone's mouth. And so I had that as a child as well. And so when I started waking up to this and going, my mom had multiple sclerosis and cancer. If there's anything to this, I'm getting rid of these because if it's hereditary, I'm in trouble. If it's because of what's in my mouth, I'm in trouble. And this is before I ever discovered the emotional connection. So that's a whole nother level of thinking that we need to talk about. But for the physical, if people to this day right now have those feelings, but they have no symptoms, would you still recommend they remove them? No, like I don't want to freak everybody out. I don't think the average person does not need to run out, particularly if there's one or two. But here's a few things about mercury. Heavy metals will wipe out the good bacteria, which allows fungus to grow. It's a neurotoxin. And so heavy metals love to store in the fat tissue, which what is the brain? Most of it's fat. Fat. And so what happens is we usually get these fillings in, which are 50 to 52% mercury with silver. And they go in when you're more a child or a teenager, and then you chew for years and years. And so the longer that you have them, they start to wear away, and then you leach more mercury vapors. So it compromises the immune system. But usually the people that have autoimmune disease and cancer need to pay more attention because they're dealing with a compromised immune system. And that's where I'll look more closely at it. But if someone comes to see me and they have one or two amalgams, I don't trip on that. What I do say to them is I educate them and say, look it, just keep an eye on that. If they're cracked or they're starting to wear away, do not put them back in and have your dentist put in composites, which are more plastics. If you're going to get, you know, um, any... Uh, replacements for when you have a tooth pulled, you know, I like to use zirconium, you know, for crowns and for um, implants. But the reality is I don't think everybody needs to run and do that because the, the reality is we are breathing in heavy metals with every breath we take in. The key to keeping your body healthy is how fast you're moving toxins out. Mm-hmm. And that's critical because okay. that has to do with, you know, eliminating the bowels daily, drinking enough water, exercising, eating the right foods that aren't congesting you. You know? Yeah, so let's go into that. So what are some like concrete everyday ways that people can continually detox their body? I think one thing I really love is hot water with fresh lemon when they first get up. It really helps cleanse the kidneys and the lymphatic system. I brought you guys lemons. I forgot. Here you ah, go. there we go. <laughs> awesome. You know, if someone's going to step it up a notch to do more of a detox, then I love red clover tea if you don't have grass allergies because red clover is excellent at cleaning the blood and lymphatic system. I remember having that. Oh, you do? Awesome. Yes. Um, For those of... We haven't said this yet. uh, Food Heals Nation, I had seen Anne as a patient 10 years ago, and that's why I invited her onto the show because I remember her work and her story and thought it was so necessary for this to get out, for her to talk to our public. So sorry. Go ahead. Well, thank you for remembering me. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, it's really important. I love to talk about poop. <laughs> you have to have at least a daily bowel movement once a day. Two to three times is ideal. But the reality is so many people are constipated. You cannot, you think, people think it's normal to go once a week or once every three days. I can't imagine that. 
I go once a day. I, I can't imagine once a week. Well, let me tell you for reality. I didn't go once a week until I was about 18. That's part of why I was so toxic. I thought that was normal. If you go to your physician, they're going to go, oh, that's just normal. That's your rhythm. No, you need to have a transit time of at least 24 hours. So great things for that are, you know, ground up flaxseed meal put into either water or your food. Chia seeds can do that. Um, a lot of water. Um, and then if you're having extra trouble, magnesium's great. Uh, Trifala. And then if you have to get hardcore, then I like aloe products, aloe ferrix, things like that. The key is that you've got to keep the plumbing moving. Otherwise, you're just recirculating toxins and then you're just compounding things over time. I'm also very big because I've had to step it up with how much toxicity is in the, you know, food, air, water with the environment, mm -hmm. that I love a green food powder. So one of my favorites is Nano Greens by Biopharma Scientific. There are many out there. But I love this one because it's more nanotechnology. It gets in the system, but it's got things like spirulina and chlorella and other good things that will grab those and move those heavy metals out. A great thing to eat that does the same thing is cilantro and parsley. I just read about, because um, I was looking into doing a heavy metals detox, and mm -hmm. I know there's a bunch of like programs you can buy, and I just read about cilantro that aids in that. Yeah, yeah. and I also love watercress. That's probably the most nutrient-dense food you can take in. Watercress is amazing for so many things. So... You know, those are probably the main things is to, to hydrate, to keep the bowel elimination. And then we would get more into detoxification protocols because obviously your liver gallbladder is critical to this and digesting your food properly. So those are also key elements. All right, Food Heals Nation. We're talking a lot today about detoxing and cleansing and healing the body and one of the best ways to do that, as Anne just mentioned, is to get your greens in every single day. That's why I love Athletic Greens, and I have a special offer for you, so stick with me. But Athletic Greens has their AG1 green powder, and this just simplifies your routine with nutritional supplements that you need every day. It's got a multivitamin, probiotics, immune support, adaptogens, so much more to support your gut health, your energy, your immunity, help you age gracefully. And if you go to athleticgreens.com slash foodheals, you'll get a free one year supply of vitamin D plus five travel packs. And you've got a 60 day money back guarantee if you don't love it. And I'm not the only podcaster talking about athletic greens. Tim Ferriss says, I take it in the mornings to ensure optimal performance and I travel with it to avoid getting sick. It just covers all my bases if I can't get what I need through whole food meals throughout the rest of the day. So that's from Tim. And I do agree with him because what happens is, is I cannot take my drawer full of vitamins with me when I travel. But one of my favorite things to do is I'll just take the Athletic Greens travel pack, get on the plane, get some water, and then pour it in there. And I've got nutrition on the plane, which is definitely a place where we want to be super boosting our immune system between the poor air circulation, between other sick people on the plane, whatever it might be, germs on the plane, because we know those planes are not as clean as they, sh as they could be because they're constantly quickly bringing people in and out. So yeah, I'm all about it on the plane. Dan Churchill says, I'm big on my morning routine. And as my cooking is all about colorful foods, flavor, variety, and nutrients, it's fantastic to know that the first thing my body consumes are 75 winning ingredients. And everyone that I've had try the AG1 loves the flavor. It's like a pineapple-y, coconut, cherry, vanilla flavor, um, not too sweet. 
um, but not too green, if you know what I mean. So I recommend a subscription. You can do a single or a double depending on how many people are in your household. So you can get it delivered monthly and of course you can pause or cancel at any time. But when you do the monthly, you will get the free starter kit that comes with the cool jar and the shaker plus your free vitamin D for a year and five travel packs and it's always got that 60 day money back guarantee so to claim this offer especially for food heals nation just go to athleticgreens.com slash food heals all right now back to my interview with ann what about um doing a temporary cleanse or detox where you're not intaking a lot of food and you're doing juices are you a proponent of that what do you think about that here's what i feel about juicing i think it's for certain individuals and i think it's for short term most of the juicing has too much sugar for me, even though you need glucose for the brain. I find, particularly when people have compromised elimination system, a compromised liver, gallbladder function, hepatic, I, I, and even usually most people's blood sugar's off, it's tough for them. You can actually put them more in a healing crisis. I have, in my practice, don't really have to do that. I can have them eat and detox and get well. So it's not that I'm against it, but I'd say maybe a three-day cleanse, nothing more over that unless you're supervised. Because when you start to purge this stuff, if your organs aren't, have enough, let's say, energy to be able to process what they do, then you get more compromised. And so my concern is I don't think it needs to be that radical. For some it might work, but I think you know you have to tune into your own body and where you're at. But for someone who's maybe had really bad habits and all of a sudden decide to juice like that, no. Do I love juicing as a snack throughout the day or something that you might do for a meal? Absolutely. And what is your protocol? What kind of foods do people eat when they're on it? We know that they don't eat the dairy, they don't eat the sugar, they don't have the alcohol, like you said, but what foods are they eating? They don't eat food. They just suck in air. <laughs> <laughs> breatharians. I've heard of that too. Exactly. You know what? I actually had a breatharian in my office. Did you really? And I really thought she was, you know, BSing. So I asked her, I was like, well, what do you do like when you go meet somebody for, you know, out to eat? And she's like, well, I just have tea. I'm sorry. What is a breatharian? A breatharian is someone... You don't know? No. I don't know if I want to. It's someone who literally doesn't eat food. They've supposedly spiritually got to a level where they can just take in some vitamins and just breathe. Breathe the air. And and take water in and tea. What is the point of life without food? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't believe you've actually met one. I didn't know they really existed. Wait a minute. It gets even... Are they real? It gets even better because I said, how did you find me? She said her metaphysical intuitive healer found in Arizona, picked me out of the ethers, my name, and said, go see this woman. (laughs) Wow. So I don't know. But anyway, I was testing her to see if I wanted to follow her and see if she really did eat or not. I would (laughs) have. Yeah, they are eating at home and then faking it in the real world, right? Breathing deeply in in public. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, the good news, you do get to eat. So think 80% of keeping your diet clean and once or twice a week indulge in your favorite things. Not every day. I don't feel the body can get away with wine every night. I don't feel the body can get away with having uh, dessert every day. Susie and I are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and I know better too. But with and we my, do know better. Yeah, exactly. But with my cookbook coming out, there's plenty of desserts that you could do on a frequent basis. We were talking about the wine. What is one that we could <laughs> that you could do? One what? One dessert. If you if you feel like sharing, if you do, you know from your oh from the cookbook, yeah, sure. I mean, I have well, I have brownies in there. I have um, brownies like a crumb. Yeah, it's, wow. So I, I you know collaborated with a wonderful chef who um, you know was amazing. I was going through recovering from a surgery, and I found her, and she's amazing, Allison Charbonneau, and 
we just collaborated. I said, I need, I need to get this cookbook out. My clients have been bugging me for years. And so I took, I had to use her services for a year and a half and I picked out what I liked and then we went from there and this cookbook's coming out in March. So, so are they sugar free? Yeah. We're using stuff like stevia, lohan, xylitol, and chicory root. Got it. And so, I mean, I'm amazed at how tasty this stuff is. You're, you're going to be really excited about what you're going to be able to eat because we came up with about, oh, there must be 10 or 12, 15 recipes in there of dessert. Mm-hmm. And I, your palate changes. Once you're off the junk, mm-hmm. and I tell you, I ate so much sugar and junk as a kid. I could never remotely go back to that. The moment, like if I, if I had a, like a bag of Doritos, that would scrape the palate. It would just, all the preservatives and chemicals would just scrape my mouth wide open. So, you know, it's just kind of reorientating your taste buds. When you feel so good, you don't want to lose that. And that's what I try to do is I really spend the two hours on my initial visits to educate and hopefully inspire for people to make better choices. Because once you get it and then you feel it, you can't unknow what you do know. Right. And so you might veer off for a while, but you'll come back and you'll know how to get yourself back on balance. So for people with cancer, do you work with people as they're going through typical Western medicine, like chemotherapy and radiation, things like that? Or do you say, you're not going to do that, you're only going to do this diet? Or do you do both? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, let me just preface that I'm not anti-anything. I think we need Western medicine. There's a place for everything on this planet. We need drugs and surgery. I just think it's overused and abused for profit. I completely agree. But we need all that. I don't deal with cancer patients who are active because... One, I don't have the arsenal to do some of the things I need to do, like, you know, IV drips and other therapies. What would the IV drips be of? Oh, I love vitamin C. Vitamin C to me, if I was stuck on a planet, I mean, well, that too, but a stranded island, (laughs) I'm always in the ethers, I would take vitamin C. It does so many things for the body. It increases glutathione by 50%, which is your main free radical scavenger. So Is glutathione a protein? No. It's part of your immune system. It's an antioxidant. It's an antioxidant. So then what we're doing is we're scavenging those free radicals. And so the vitamin C would be something. They do ozone therapies, peroxide therapies. And I'm not at liberty to do those. And then when someone is taking chemotherapy, the oncologist will not let them take supplementation. Got it. So typically I come in after they've done their treatment if they choose to. And I really help rebuild an immune system. Because when you throw an atomic bomb. Yeah of basically antibiotics, which is chemo. It's like 100 times the dose or 1,000 times that dose. And radiation, you destroy good and bad. Yeah. And my thing is if you're going to use those modalities, then come in after and rebuild that immune system yeah. because otherwise fungus, viruses will take over and the cancer comes back either in the same place or somewhere else. It could right. be right away or several years later. To me, it's a no-brainer. So you come in and then I clean up the mess. I get rid of the infections. I rebuild the immune system. I'll work with certain complexes to increase the natural killer cells, such as mushroom extracts. You know, I come in and do triage, and then hopefully it doesn't come back. Because those people who do have cancer, they need to keep a clean diet the rest of their life. Sugar is lethal to that condition. I'm just paused because I'm thinking how badly I need to give up my sugar habit. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Just, Just try it. You know, do my program for 90 days and hit the reset button because it's not like I'm saying never. And then when you feel amazing... Then you go from there and journey out to what you feel is right for you. I'm not a monk. People go, do you just like, you know, never drink this? And look at, I'm 50. I can keep up with most 20 year olds <laughs> and I don't take anything, caffeine, any of that. So the reality is I love to practice what I preach. So I might have six drinks a year, usually vodka. I don't do well with wine, beer, champagne, because the fermentation bothers me. 
I might have corn, and I'm usually anal about that. I'll do more organic. I might do that. You know, I love chips and guacamole and salsa, so maybe I do that once a month. Mm-hmm. I will usually have a dessert in a great restaurant with a great pastry chef maybe once a month. Mm-hmm. You know, I rarely do pasta. I don't do dairy because it goes right to my sinuses. If I do, I do some goat or sheep cheese. Yeah. I just, I'm human, but I don't have cravings for that. And when I do indulge, if I'm away and I'm traveling, I'll get on for, you know, I'll enjoy for a few days and then I get right back on because it's not, I'm not on a diet. It's a lifestyle change. It's a consciousness that I don't want to lose and I can't lose. It's like I said, once you, you can't unknow what you do know. Right. And do you have um, protein substitutions for vegetarians and vegans who want to do this program? Well, vegetarians will usually still do eggs and they'll do fish. So a vegan, I mean, obviously spirulina, you know, chlorella, mm-hmm. they've got to supplement with amino acids, free, amino, free form amino acids and, and B12. That's just a given. Otherwise, you're not going to stay healthy. I would probably move into some protein powders, whether it could be hemp, brown rice protein. I'm not into the pea protein. I'm just not a pea lover. It's off my program. So I know that's the wave right now. I hope we can move into some other proteins. But the hemp protein is really good, right? Very good. Yeah. I don't want people paranoid. I want them conscious. I don't want them obsessive. I just want them conscious to make better choices. Because if you stress out to that degree, then you don't get well anyway. Right. Absolutely. And that kind of ties into the whole emotional and psychological. So if you feel that you're holding back or you're not happy with what you're eating or you're not allowing yourself to eat something or or you are eating something and you're feeling guilty about it, like all that plays into it anyways, right? Right. So it's about keeping a clear head about it. But then let's talk about, you said that there were um, certain things that a lot of people that were experiencing autoimmune or cancer you said guilt can we talk a little bit about that like what have you really seen people what are they dealing with and how can they heal it is it dealing with childhood trauma is it going to a therapist like what do people need to do one is they've got to be willing to give themselves permission to get out of denial and get in touch with what they feel so many people want to sweep it under the carpet they want to be so busy and distracted that they're not having the courage to deal with what they feel yeah it takes courage beyond yeah but what they what, what those people need to know is that you're not alone. There is not- everyone's dealing with yes. everyone's sleeping something under the carpet. Exactly, <laughs> and there's not one person that's ever come in my office, and I've seen thousands of people in over 18 years now that doesn't have pain, that doesn't have loneliness, that doesn't have guilt, that doesn't have whatever that emotion is, fear. So the reality is that one is you're not alone, and two is to get out of denial, and three then is to get in touch with what you feel, and a lot of it comes from childhood trauma. Most of us aren't dealing with those, you know, for my thing, it was perfectionism and not feeling good enough. I didn't feel worthy. I had to literally be on the edge of the bed after trying to commit suicide in a halfway house with only the clothes on my back. I never knew if I'd see reality again. And I had, I had really walked away from everything, spiritual everything, because I thought I was a good person. And have a conversation out loud with the universe, God, whatever, and basically say, God, I'm so effed up right now, but I don't deserve this treatment anymore. Because when you're in those places, the therapist will provoke you to get angry because they know if you get angry, you'll fight for your life. If you stay depressed, you'll kill yourself. Wow. And so I had gone through so, so much maltreatment that it was in that raw moment that I realized my worth equated, my worth was based on my existence. If you exist, you are worthy. It wasn't how much money I made, whether I'd beaten MS, if mommy, daddy loved me. Yeah. But it took that rock bottom point for me to realize that just being in a carnal body meant I was worth my existence and everything else I did in life was gravy. So, so much of us are walking around trying to prove ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
when all we need to do is really learn to love ourselves unconditionally. Because to me, the greatest relationship you will ever have is the one with yourself. And if you're willing to have the courage and then find the tools, which can be everything from therapy to emotional freedom technique, to meditation, to yoga, to hypnosis, to doing your favorite thing that you love to do where you, you basically could be everything from crocheting to you know playing tennis. It's something that you hone in and focus on one thing because that's meditation. But getting in touch with yourself to sit in your skin long enough to be able to ask the deep questions that most people will never address. And that's what happens in my office. Unfortunately, whether they like it or not, it comes out. Because you're here to play out a ride, whether you think it's one time around or many times around. The point is to grow, to let your soul evolve, to work through those layers that you've had because what I find is most of the stuff we have are hand-me-downs from our parents. And we never stop to question those beliefs. What do you believe about money? What do you believe about health? What do you believe about relationships? You know, I had to challenge my belief about what the body could do when I had MS. He said, it's incurable, get ready for the wheelchair. I'm like, no, I believe the body can heal. I don't know why, but it's got this innate intelligence. Now it took me four years of hell to match that but that's what happens. When you start to ask those right questions, which is start to find the area that you're challenged most and ask yourself what you believe about it. Where did it come from? Is this really my belief now? And once you change that belief verbally out loud, and I really do think it's important to say I give myself permission to now believe blah, 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 because we're so conditioned to be conditional, it's important to use the word permission out loud. One of your greatest tools that I've ever found that's so effective is speaking out loud. And with all the hands free in the car, no one knows what the hell you're doing. They don't think you're crazy because you're just talking. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> when I first started doing it, I was so paranoid. I'm like, oh, who the hell's watching me, you know? But the reality is that give yourself permission to talk out loud and connect with yourself. Because so much of that, I call it spinning plates upstairs when we're going a mile a minute, thinking and worrying and whatever yep. we do, obsess. Get it out. Yeah. And give yourself, you know, tune into what it is that's blocking you most. And then... Check out some modalities that speak to you. Not everybody's going to gravitate to tapping. Not everybody's going to want to meditate. They go, I can't keep my mind still. So I'm like, well, go on a YouTube and find a guided meditation. You could do a walk with your dogs yep. and say a one-word mantra and just think that one-word mantra like love over and over again as you walk your dogs. That is meditation. Yes. I'm easy. All I want you to do is realize that you have a spiritual body, you have an emotional body, and you have a physical body. And if you don't nurture each one of those, most likely, eventually, you're going to end up in my office. And the goal is not to end up in exactly. Anne's office. Yes, no one ever wants to see Anne. <laughs> Although I am a lot of fun. You Except are. I kind of want to make an appointment right now. <laughs> Food Heals Nation, there isn't really an interview these days where our guest and I don't talk about gut health. Gut health is so important. They say the gut is the second brain. You know, they say when you have a gut feeling, it's like our gut is always talking to us. It's an integral part of our immune system. And right now, we want to be building up our immunity as much as possible. So that's why I love Just Thrive Health and I take their probiotics every single day. And as you know, I vet every single company that I work with. And I'm so excited that I get to work with Tina from Just Thrive. She's the founder. She's been on this show multiple times. So I pulled her in for a quick interview that I wanted to roll for you right now. Roll it, Roxy. 
All right, Food Heals Nation, I'm here hanging out with Tina Anderson, the founder of Just Thrive, which is probiotics, but also so much more. So Tina, can you tell us what is a spore-based probiotic and why is it different from other probiotics out there on the market? Yeah, that's a great question, Allison. Um, a spore-based probiotic is a completely different category of probiotics. So the majority of probiotics on the market are comprised of lactobacillus and bifidobacterium. Ours are not. And we did that very intentionally because we know that those strains are sensitive organisms. They have difficulty getting to the intestines alive. Spore-based probiotics have this endospore shell around itself. And that spore shell allows it to get to the intestines alive. It's really important to remember that a probiotic, in order to be defined as a probiotic, needs to arrive alive in the intestines. It doesn't need to be alive in the refrigerator. It needs to be alive in the intestines. So right. a spore-based probiotic actually has this shell around itself. And when it has the shell around itself, it's dormant and it allows you to swallow it. It gets, you know, it's able to handle the temperature, your body temperature, which is very warm, 98.6. It's able to get through the stomach acid, which is very acidic, very harsh, meant to be the heart gastric barrier and get to the intestines. And where, once they get to the intestines, it takes their shell, its shell off and it goes into its live vegetative cell state when it gets to the intestines. So these are natural probiotics. These are the same type of strains that our ancestors, when they ate off the land, they roots and tubers off the land, they consume these probiotic strains. Um, so it's just, unfortunately, we don't find them in our environment today. So it's a very different approach than the majority of probiotics. One of the biggest you know, issues is survivability. The ma vast majority of probiotics just simply do not survive that journey to the intestines. And most of them are basically dead bacteria therapy where spore-based probiotics get there 100% alive, where they're staying there for about 21 to 28 days and making a true change in the microbial environment. In fact, one of the studies that we did uh, right away was showing that just after about two weeks, uh, we saw a 30% favorable shift in the microbiome in the strains in the gut. So um, that's a pretty profound shift in just 30 days. So, and, and that's the reason we see such profound, you know, results with people who start on the product. So it's really exciting. And the, it's definitely the, the new category of probiotics out there, even though it's where, you know, our ancestors were consuming these strains on a daily basis. Wow. We're always going back to basics, right? But we've yeah. made it overcomplicated. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for breaking that down for us, Tina. I really appreciate it. So Food Heals Nation, stop throwing away money on probiotics that are going to die before they hit your gut and heal yourself. Boost your immunity with Just Thrive Probiotics. Go to justthrivehealth.com. Use the coupon code FOODHEALS15. You'll get 15% off your order. Tina, thanks again so much for clarifying that. Oh, you bet. Thank you so much, Allison. And you've written two books. You've written one about candida and one about healing MS, correct? I have. Healing Multiple Sclerosis is really not just a book for MS. That's really someone that has any autoimmune condition and or cancer because it really lays out physiologically and psychologically how the body and mind crumbles and gives you not only the root causes but the solutions to turning that around. And the second book is The Candida Cure. It's my 90-day program of really how I get people to turn around their health. It's not just about yeast. It's, it's multifaceted in how I get the blood sugar balanced and the liver gallbladder decongested, but it's my program in getting you well. 
and um, soon to be will be the Candida Cure Cookbook so that it will marry both of these books and so you have everything you need to never see me. It's got step-by-step uh, instructions in my books on how to do your own protocol and your own program along with the food. So that was really my goal is to make people autonomous so they didn't need to see me. That's a great goal. <laughs> I don't want to see you back here again. <laughs> No, yeah. that's great. Um, so right now you see patients one-on-one, but it sounds like you're changing your practice at this point. I am. I have some exciting news. I'm actually moving to Manhattan and I'm trying to, not trying, I will be diversifying. You know, I want to do more teaching and speaking on whatever level format that's going to take. And my goal is to reach a lot more people than just one-on-one. There's some wonderful magic that happens with my one-on-ones and I will never give that up, but I, it's time for me to get speaking to the world and larger audiences. You know what would be great? I'm just thinking out loud here, but if you had um, a radio show or podcast or even TV show and people could call in and be your patients live and you could give them the advice and then follow as they're healing, they could come back and tell their progress. And other people listening that maybe can't afford to come see you, they can just listen for free and then get that protocol, get your book, and then do it on their own type of thing. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you for that idea. That's (laughs) a wonderful idea. Thank you. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, So, when you move to Manhattan, you're starting up another practice, correct? Well, I'll be working with a doctor and an integrative MD, and so we'll collaborate. And then, you know, we'll be able to work off each other because there's some things. Sometimes I need prescriptions for diflucan or niastatin. And he also does IV vitamin C drips and Myers cocktail, which is another one that I like, and B12 shots. So it's really a match made in heaven, and I really am so grateful that we've met each other. That's great. I love the Myers cocktail. Can you tell listeners, in case they're not familiar, what we're talking about, like what those really are? Well, usually it can be different based on the physician, but usually it's got glutathione, which is a major free radical uh, scavenger. Um, It's got vitamin C, usually different B vitamins. And sometimes they'll throw in some minerals. It depends on the on the physician. But it's a nice jump start to the body and the immune system. And, um, you know, so I love it when people can do that. Yeah, and if you're not sick, you can still do it. If you're just like, I feel a little run down. I just want to jump start something you can do every few months. You know, you just sit there and it goes into you. Right. It's an IV. So it's, you know, some people don't like that. But it's IV and you usually sit there for, it depends. It could be 30 minutes. It might be a little bit longer. But these are things, modalities and, and techniques we need to think about because we're so polluted. Because I love that. I also love ionic foot baths. Mm-hmm. I actually sell them. And this is another... Do you really? I do. Wow. Okay. Because I've heard of them and I wasn't sure if they actually worked. A well, lot of massage the, therapists do them too. But there's a lot of hype. When you go to a trade show, they're like, oh my God, your color's black that's coming out and brown and oh, that's your liver. I sell the graphite rods that don't change color because the moment you put in the rod, it creates negative and positive ions which help then move the circulation within the body so that it can move out toxins. So I prefer less mess, but I sell the baths that take about 15, 20 minutes. And it's a great way to keep a handle on the heavy metals and things and all the chemicals we're taking in the body. Because you do have to think ahead. That's why I had to add the green powder in about a few years ago. And that's why I now suggest ionic foot baths when people can do it. It's just you want to stay a step ahead because... Every day, every second, you're taking in toxins. Do those, um, I just recently uh, read about those giant slabs, the pink salt lamps. If you put them in your room, they give off the negative ions. Do they actually help you? Do you think they help you heal and help your environment? Yes, I do. I actually have one in my bedroom. And my office. I'm going to get a few. (laughs) (laughs) You can even sit on it, too. (laughs) Well, I remember going to the Korean spa. The one I go to, they have a salt room. And I love the salt room. And I'm like, why do I love the salt? And I would pick it up. I'm like, is this even salt? And I would go in there. I'm like, why do I love the salt room? And then I read that. I'm like, oh, that's why I love the salt room. 
yeah. from getting all of the negative ions. And you're getting the negative ions, and you know, you can even do that when you, one of my stress relievers that I love is to hug a tree. Mm. Hug a tree for at least 30 seconds to one minute. And the more you do it, the more you'll actually feel the stress leaving your body. Because when I hug it now, it's amazing what I feel the sensory. We need to stop right now and go hug your trees. <laughs> I know. We've got some good ones. They're going to go, well, leave that crap in California. When you come to Manhattan, yeah. you're not going to be doing that or talking about that. Uh-huh. I wonder how the trees in Central Park feel. I wonder how uh, how giving they are considering what they're surrounded by. Yeah. Oh, they're great. Uh, and they're the, okay? Yeah, they're the giving, okay. the giving tree. So um, anyway, but you know, I think that we have to think outside the box and that's why you have to be multi-dimensional within yourself it's not just a clean diet it is exercising sleep is critical you cannot heal the body if you don't get 68 hours of sleep it just doesn't happen i don't care what pill you pop how good your diet is you have to sleep you know you need to have joy in your life uh you need to eat well you need to exercise it's a balance i mean that's who we are you know and so when you're when you're not paying attention to yourself and you're in denial about aspects that's really the thing is just find ways in which you can slow down and pay attention to what needs tending most and really what we run away from most we don't nurture ourselves right and myself included i had to have a total hysterectomy two three years ago because i was trying to save the world Mm -hmm. and i wasn't receiving so i paused for two years and i really sat and i definitely saw clients but i really everything stopped my visions about what i am on the planet what i'm going to do and then I finally really got in touch that it's about as much nurturing myself and receiving. Yeah. And once I got into that element and, and applied it, it's been rocket speed of where I'm going now. That's amazing. And so I want to just go back to MS because this is so near and dear to my heart. Um, if someone at home is listening to this and they heard everything you said and they might be feeling a little overwhelmed, what are just the first steps that they can take right now? I think the first step is to educate yourself. And so I'm going to recommend my book because it's so thorough. That took me seven years to put out. My heart and soul are in all my books, but that was really my first baby. And it will give you the framework so that you understand what it takes to turn the body around. Yeah. And so because with the second step would be to change the diet. Make baby steps. You don't have to do the anti-candida diet tomorrow. Take a month and start working getting off dairy. And take the next month and getting off, you know, sodas or whatever if you have a lot of caffeine. You know, be gentle with yourself. I'm assertive. I'm not aggressive. I get the job done with people because I'm tenacious and I don't give up because I want you healthy and thriving. But the goal is you have to be your own best friend here. So I would say food is so critical because the moment you start taking away the toxic and inflammatory effects of that, you're going to feel a shift. As far as supplementation, I wouldn't roll right in. If you're overwhelmed, don't roll right into a bunch of vitamins. I would say start with a probiotic. Take a good B-complex or multivitamin without iron. Get on vitamin C, vitamin E. May I ask why without iron? I'm picky about iron because, you know, most vitamins are synthetic, and it's not that I don't use them, but iron can be very toxic to the brain and to the body if you don't need it, particularly males don't need it. Um, Women who are menstruating might need it, but I would use that in different forms and more bioavailable sources that feel more digestible. So I prefer it comes more from if you do eat red meat, if you you do small amounts of beets, lots of dark leafy greens. So I much prefer it come from that. And I like chelated minerals so that you can absorb that. But those are some basics to start because then you can just start to clean up the food and start to feel the effects and get some basic minimal supplementation in. And then from there, if you want to detox, fine. But you've got to get educated to know why you have this condition, which is only inflammation. There are only four reasons why someone walks in my office that bring on that inflammation. It's nutritional deficiency and toxicity. It's stress not managed. 
It's environmental toxins, and then it's infections, everything from yeast fungus to viruses to bacteria to parasites. And everybody will have different ratios, but if those go unaddressed long enough, that's how you walk into chronic disease, cancer, autoimmune disease. So all of these are reversible. Well, look, it. I think everything is. Now, if you've got someone who is bedridden already, I'm, I'm going to be very realistic. There are no guarantees. And not everybody's willing to make the yeah. discipline and make the choices. So, But do I feel there is innate intelligence to turn everything around? Yes. There is maybe a stage in which there's a certain level of progression that it wouldn't matter. If someone had stage 4 cancer, it wouldn't maybe matter if they did Western alternative. It might just be their time. Right. But beyond that, I feel, yes, I've watched miracles happen in my office. I've watched success after success because I'm the type of practitioner that I don't have the constitution to be an oncologist. If all I could do is give chemo and radiation all day, I couldn't do it. I have to see success because that's how passionate I am and how sensitive I am. I've spent a lot of time in the trenches perfecting my program to give people the best of what I know and I continually grow. I don't know it all. I have to keep up. Like I said, people are coming with two to three conditions at once. So I have to be on top of my game, but I love that because the only reason I'm here is to love and be loved and to do my passionate work to help people get well and thrive. That's it. Amazing. Thank you so much for what you do. I just wish that I had met you back in 2003 (laughs) when I needed, when I was seeking these answers and I could not find them and they did not exist for me. And so I just am so enamored and impressed and excited for all the work that you're doing and really helping people heal. Well, thank you. I mean, it really, it's who I am. It's not even work. It's just who I am. Yeah. No, and it's like, I believe that the body has the innate ability to heal itself. And the more people that we can convince of that fact and give them the tools that they need to heal themselves, anyone can heal themselves. A doctor doesn't heal you. Another person doesn't heal you. Your psychiatrist doesn't heal you. You heal yourself. Exactly. And there's a really important point that you, that I want to make about that. We are living in a world that pushes advertises and brainwashes fear absolutely people need to wake up and step out of the matrix because when you step out of the matrix and let's just talk about health and you realize how brilliant the body is and it's innate intelligence and you and you get into that paradigm then you realize you have so many choices then you get inspired and then you make you know those changes and then you watch your body you know make that metamorphosis into wholeness and balance Disease is not complicated for me. What's complicated is what people come in with, their blocks, their resistance, the ton of medication they're on. But once they get it and they're awake, they're like, oh my God, I wish I would have known this. Yes. Just as I was. I was desperate for answers. Yes. Me too. I remember. It's it's like it's like before and after <laughs> <laughs> being awake. It's like before and after Christ. It's like I remember before and being in the dark. And being in the matrix and now I'm out of the matrix and I'm in the light and the light is scary too but it's empowering you know it, it is empowering because you realize that some people don't want all that free will but the reality is that once you start to get more footing which is that's why you need to nurture yourself and deal with the emotional mental and spiritual parts of ourselves and you get more tools you know unfortunately I don't like the fact that I've had to be a human guinea pig yeah. to download all <laughs> that I know But I'm so grateful for it because it's made me really work through my layers of fear and get much more feeling of safety and confidence and honor and trust and wisdom. I have found that every tragedy I've ever had, not when I'm in it, but when I get on the other side, it's an opportunity, it's a gift, and I take the wisdom and I let the rest of the crap go. 
I was going to say, you know, could you have learned it any other way if you hadn't walked through the fire yourself and had to find a way out and had to find the courage to say, no, I believe this about my body and I'm going to figure it out? Absolutely not. I think what sets me apart is because I have lived it. I've breathed it. I have cracked physiologically and psychologically. So there's nothing that enters my office, a person, a story that I can't relate to and help you with tools to get out of your own way or to get you to the next level. And I would never trade that because I do read. I'm, I'm a voracious reader and I love to research and study, but that's not why. It's because I can make the human connection to you, identify with your fears, your hopes and aspirations, and then also give you the guidance physiologically and how you're going to make that happen. I know everyone's going to want to know where they can find you. I hope you're not going to get a, a million phone calls, but you might. <laughs> you might. Um, uh, where can everyone find you online, on social media, all that good stuff? I do. I'm on Facebook, so come like me there. I'm on Twitter, and I'm on what else is out there? Help me out. Is it just your name? It's annbaroque.com. Okay, so it's A-N-N-B-O-R-O-C-H.com, and certainly my website, which... I'll guide everybody very soon to my new office in, in Manhattan in New York. And, you know, but, you know, I offer different services for those that cannot see me in person. I do Skype and phone consultations. For those that just have a brief set of questions, I do half an hour phone or Skype. For those that want an hour, I do that. And for people who want my whole program, it's either two hours for initial in-office or two hours Skype. And if someone doesn't have autoimmune or they just maybe they're just tired can you just will you be able to have the tools to discover like this is actually candida or actually it's not but here's some vitamins and supplements that would work for you if someone's just regular old stressed out let's yes say. i see every walk of life from things that are very complex to very simple but i can guarantee you that at this stage of the game everybody that walks into my office has yeast overgrowth it's whether it's mild moderate or severe hmm. seven years ago i'd say one out of three but the problem is there is no definitive test for candida. Save your money. There is no. No, there's no definitive test for leaky gut. Save your money. It's a given to me because I've seen enough people. It might be very mild. It might be that I see you one or two visits because my goal is to educate you and get you out of my office. I don't keep my clients. Once you get it, why do you need me? So that's if you need great. to come in for a tune-up, but that's my philosophy and how I work. In all my years of practice, I have probably seen maybe five most that didn't have yeast overgrowth. Wow. That's it. So we all have yeast overgrowth <laughs> in this room. We all have little pets living in our gut. <laughs> and talking about pets, it's so rampant within animals. Yeah. And the vets aren't working with this. So much of the health conditions are going with uh, cats and dogs and animals is they're loaded with fungus. Oh my God, I never even thought about that. My mm. little doggy, who's sitting right behind me, got diagnosed with diabetes six months ago. Loaded with candida. Oh. Can you help her with <laughs> well, I can offer some suggestions and maybe someone to see. So, yes, I mean, the reality is, you know, get it. Is it a he or she? He. Get them on probiotics right away. I just ordered some. They're in the mail. And change the diet. And I would probably recommend even an antifungal. You got to get mm. a little bit stronger. And we could talk about that in the dosing and stuff. But that's a passion of mine is I become hopefully more known in the world and I have more uh, abundance. I want to do a philanthropic organization which reaches out to animals and people and educational wing. I mean, I have some big aspirations. I love it. Well, keep in touch because we have big aspirations too and we want to support you any way we can and help you get your message out. Oh, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Anne. All right, Food Heals Nation, thank you for joining me for that classic episode with Susie and Anne Baroque. And gosh, 
it's heartbreaking, right, to hear her talk about those big plans when less than two years later from that recording, she passed away. So I don't know. I found that book, you guys, and I just felt so compelled to honor her voice. And her legacy does live on in her book, so go check them out. And her Facebook page is still live. One of the things that you can do if you want to help out is, you know, Anne was always looking for ways to help others. So if you want to honor her, you could make a donation to one of her favorite charities. This is all from her Facebook page, Doctors Without Borders, Women for Women International, Delta Rescue, and Tree People in Los Angeles, California. And when I was looking at her Facebook page, I found what I wrote um, back then, which I don't remember writing this, but on the Facebook page, Um, When her death was announced to the world, here's what I wrote. I am shocked and saddened. I'm honored to have met Anne and interviewed her. I sent her books to so many people. My mother suffered from MS and ended up dying before I got to meet Anne, and so it has been my mission to spread knowledge and awareness of healing protocols for MS. May her legacy live on through her teachings, books, and those who she touched. She was a truly inspiring, revolutionary woman all my love to her family. So yeah, I guess I wrote that in 2017. Don't even remember doing that, but I completely, it sounds like me today, so I guess not much has changed. But anyways, thanks for coming on this journey with me today, Food Heals Nation. And you heard Anne talk about the importance of supplementation, like vitamin C. And so I know I get so many DMs um, asking me, what's the best source of this and that? Uh, So I get all my vitamin C from the Global Healing Center. Um, They have their tinctures, which are so nice. I do the tinctures of everything I can, like the B12, the vitamin D, the vitamin C. I've got their ginseng. I've got a bunch of stuff, you guys, um, because I'm just obsessed with Global Healing Center. So you can use the coupon code FOODHEALS21. You can get 20% off your order of vitamin C. And the vitamins are not very expensive compared to a lot of brands out there. Plus you get the discount code 20% off. So it's definitely the way to go. And you know Dr. Group. If you haven't listened to our interview with him, I believe it was in November or October or something of 2021, we'll definitely have Dr. Group back. But one of the main takeaways you'll get from that interview is how much care he takes in creating the supplements. And there are no fillers and no radiation and no garbage. And it's shipped direct to you. And, you know, there's no off-gassing from the paints on the walls. That's how pure his facility is. Um, I haven't heard of a pure uh, facility that makes vitamins and supplements. There's just nothing better that I personally know of. So... I get the majority of my vitamins from there. You guys know I have another, a bunch of sources for different things like my spirulina and chlorella from Energy Bits, like my probiotics from Just Health. I get greens from Organifi. I also get greens from Athletic Greens. I get my multivitamins from Ritual. So you can also go back and listen in uh, the end of 2021 in December, I went through my whole vitamin healing protocol. So you can hear about the brands that I truly recommend and take every day. And basically every single brand is someone who I have now interviewed the founder personally, know personally, or have visited the facility or something along those lines. So Those are trusted sources for you. And just know when you're getting your vitamins and supplements in the store, um, they're very often compromised. And so even if you get it from what you think is a reputable source, 
it very often may have synthetic fillers, gunk, junk, have been radiated and just have things we don't want when we're trying to heal. So of course, food sources are always the best, but with our soil being depleted and it's almost impossible to get all the vitamins and nutrients that our body needs to regulate the immune system because of the amount of toxicity and things that we're bombarded with on a daily basis that we we we're exposed to toxins all of the time and so our body is designed to detox but it's not designed to detox the level that we're putting garbage in whether we're doing it ourselves or it's happening because we live in a world with off-gassing from paints and environmental toxins and things in the water and things in the air and things, you know, things in our food supply, unfortunately. So I'm all about keeping myself healthy and clean and detoxed as possible. So definitely check out the supplements at globalhealingcenter.com, foodheals, or globalhealing.com. Food Heals 21 will get you 20% off so you can get some really, really potent healing, bioavailable vitamins and minerals and keep yourself healthy. And then of course, if you need to go the next level because you are suffering from chronic degenerative disease, that's what this show is for. So send this show to a person that needs to hear it or listen to it over and over, whether it's the one with Anne or Dr. Vickers, the two-part series about cancer and chronic disease, you know, juicing your way back to health, doing coffee enemas, your body can heal itself. You've just got to give it the tools that it needs to do so. And it's not as hard as it seems. So just as aggressive as you would be if you were to choose, let's say, um, radiation and chemotherapy, those things are extremely aggressive. So we're just doing the same thing with green juice and vitamins, right? We are cleaning ourselves out. If you guys want more information, you know where to find me, foodhealsnation.com. You can send your questions to me on Instagram, DM me at Allison Melody TV. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.